0: Welcome to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I'm Tammy Mack on Fox Soul. WNBA star and two-time Olympic gold medalist, Brittany Griner, was arrested last February when customs agents at a Moscow airport said they found vape cartridges with hashes oil in her luggage. As everyone now knows, Griner was recently found guilty of drug smuggling and sentenced to nine years in a Russian colony. President Joe Biden has stated that Brittany Griner is being wrongfully detained and that his administration would continue to work tirelessly and pursue every possible avenue to bring her home. But is the Biden administration doing enough to make that happen? Well, the business of being Black today is Brittany Griner coming home. Please welcome the host and executive producer of Chalk Talk, Kim Davis. Hi, Kim. Hi there. Educator and the KBLA Talk 1580 Chief National Political Analyst, Dr. Nakorter Lai Corte. Hi, Dr. Corte.
1: Hi, Tammy Mack.
0: Political strategist and the executive director of the Texas Democratic Party, Jamar Brown. Hi, Jamar.
2: Hi, Tammy Mack.
0: <laughs> Attorney L. Chris Stewart is not with us today, but we do have the mayor pro tem for City of Missouri City, Texas, Jeffrey L. Boney. Hi, Jeffrey.
3: Hello, how are you, Tammy?
0: I'm doing just fine, very familiar with Missouri City as I am from Houston, Texas, so. All right, that's what's up. (laughs) Thank you for being (laughs) on the show. Uh, The title of the show is called The Business of Being Black. And so we always wanna know why it's black people's business at all. So I ask you, and we'll kick it off with you, hometown. uh, Why should black people care about Brittany Griner coming home, Jeffrey?
3: Well, I mean, you know, first of all, Brittany Griner is a hometown hero. She's from the Houston area herself. And we just uh, definitely are astounded about the things that are going on with her. But I believe anything that involves African-Americans that I believe are wrongly accused for situations, whether it be here um, domestically or abroad, we should all care about, we should all be engaged. We should all step up to the forefront to do it. I believe if Brittany Griner was a white woman, that we would have a lot more attention drawn on this situation, that there will be more advocacy not only from this administration, not only from lawmakers, but also from special interest groups that we normally hear from when white women are accosted or wrongfully uh, handled.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of how we're still seeing movies and documentaries on John JonBenét Ramsey. Um, Dr. Corte, why should black people care about Brittany Griner coming home?
1: For black people that are concerned about uh, our safety, especially in places like Russia that are anti-black, that are anti-LGBTQ, uh, they should be paying attention to this. You know, our sister uh, Brittany Griner uh, is uh, not in a safe place right now, uh, and uh, she's there no fault of her own. She was uh, there uh, trying to earn some additional dollars, um, uh, earn, earn some additional dollars uh, uh, to supplement her income with the WNBA. And because there is a pay disparity issue, uh, she was there doing that and uh, got caught up. And so uh, this is the story of Black folks across this country and around the world. And we need to be attentive, we need to bring her home, and we need to do something about the root cause that uh, created this situation in the first place.
0: Kim, I'm a Black woman. Why should I care about Brittany Griner coming home? Yeah, because she's one of us, right? And and I, I feel like when anything happens to
4: a Black woman, you know, somebody from our community, is always a reminder that that could be one of us, Tammy, that could be you, that could be me. And we, I hear some people say, well, I would have moved like that. Well, that's not really the point. The point is, once the administration says she's being held wrongfully, we should care. Because if it happens to someone with a name like Brittany Griner, it's a reminder that it can happen to any of us. And we should care about her, not just because she's a great basketball player, but because who she is as a person and at the end of the day she is still an american so we should definitely care
0: yes i don't want to leave that out that brittany griner is an american uh mr brown get down well, I think-
2: Absolutely. Well, I think that it's fundamentally important for us to make sure that we're paying attention to Brittany Grinder and this issue. But this is a humanitarian issue, right? Who we are as people in the world where we've seen anti-Blackness, where we've seen disparities and injustices, even within the criminal justice system. And we're seeing that and being reinforced in this particular case. And so we should be paying attention because this is over centuries, not only in the United States, but all over the world. And so folks should be really paying attention to this as we need to move forward in our communities.
0: So Kim talked about the government, America, that is, saying she was wrongfully withheld. So let's get into that. Does Brittany Griner bear some of the responsibility for putting herself in this situation at all? Kim, we'll go back to you on that.
4: You know, that's, that's a tough one. And I understand that she said she made a mistake. I mean, she said, I, I had something because I have this pain, I have a prescription. I didn't mean to bring
0: it. I think um, it's noteworthy to say she, uh, she also pled guilty.
4: She did. She pled guilty. And, I, and, and part of that too is so that they could make a plea deal. Like they can't make a swap deal until there's a guilty plea. But she did say, I did bring this with me. The, the discrepancy is in the amount that they're saying and, and, and really kind of qualifying it as a felony, you know I wish that she had been able to get out sooner. You know I don't know. I haven't talked to Brittany. I don't know why when the the warnings were issued that she didn't get out sooner. I don't know the answer to that. But but I don't want to say it's her fault that she's there. I want to be clear about that.
0: Okay, Dr. Corte.
1: I think she has already taken responsibility. Uh, and uh, let's be honest, you know uh, uh, her. Uh, the 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 amount of drugs that they found um, should not have warranted almost a decade in prison. Uh, you know, and uh, you know we need to be mindful of this as we travel to different parts of the world. That you know, whether you have a medical uh, prescription or not, there are certain hot spots in the world that don't honor that right. And and so if if she's guilty of anything, you know, she's she's guilty of. Uh, of of taking her prescription uh, to a place that was a hot spot, Um, but she is not guilty of being used as a political pawn. And that is exactly what is happening. Uh, That is why the White House has declared uh, her wrongfully detained. And it's also why the Secretary of State uh, and others are working around the clock now, uh, thanks to the advocacy and activism of so many folks on the outside putting pressure on the administration. This is why they're working so hard uh, to bring her and Paul Whalen home safe and sound. Uh,
0: Jeffrey, does she bear any responsibility for this?
3: Well, as was stated, you know, she accepted responsibility, pled guilty uh, for what was found in her uh, her suitcase, her luggage. Uh, so, I mean, I guess you have to uh, go with what the individual who was accused uh, is stating that uh, they pled guilty. But I will say this, you know, there was a gentleman here recently Uh, Trevor Reed, he was a Marine who was actually in in Russian jail for about two years, Uh, and he was held on some what they believe to be bogus assault charges. And he was recently released in a swap uh, with Russia uh, in exchange for a pilot, a Russian pilot, who was actually convicted for cocaine charges by the United States. And the United States stepped up to the plate to make the exchange, make the swap for Uh, Trevor Reed, this ailing US Marine, uh, in exchange for this convicted Russian pilot. So I guess what I'm saying is that although she may have accepted responsibility, and I question that as well. I mean, I don't know if she did it under duress or whatever, but I have some doubts. Uh, I I think that, you know, when you talk about Russia, you talk about some other things, you know, sometimes things get planted. I don't know if she was, you know, forced to do that confession. I don't know. I mean, I just know we're talking about Russia and Vladimir Putin here. So, you know, I, I really
0: question a lot of this. Uh, But I do believe that she accepted responsibility. Jamar, she's familiar with Russia. She's no stranger to Russia. Does she hold any accountability here?
2: Well, like uh, my fellow panelists said, I think she's accepted her own personal responsibility. But I think above all, the question that we're answering here is also talking about the terrain in which she's on, where she has to accept responsibility. We already have significant challenges in the criminal justice system in America. Imagine in a country like Russia, where we do not have the best diplomatic relationships, to be able to support her in the way that we really could, and also at the rate that we need to support her in the way that we could, you know, also as well. And so you're going into another country where we have diplomatic strains with Um, And then this issue particularly happens. And so I'm grateful that the Biden administration came out forcefully and said that she's wrongfully detained, but also acknowledge that as the secretary of state and as other diplomats are working around the clock to move this forward, that's the situation that we're in. But she was also in Russia because she needed to make more money. And we can get into the inequities of pay and uh, within the sports arena. And so that's probably a whole another conversation of even why she was there to even put, get herself in the situation that she's in now. And so I think that's what we've got to start looking at is where you are, how you accept responsibility, but then what are the other dynamics that are moving around you and how fast can they move? And we do need it to move faster.
0: So did Russia mistreat her? Did they give her a harsher sentence than uh, because she's American, because she's Black? Anyone can take that question.
4: Absolutely. You know,
0: yeah. I'm Everybody say is in agreement. Yeah. yeah they do yes, it in America,
2: did. so I would imagine.
4: If <laughs> they did it. And, you know, I, I had a chance to host um, a rally that the congresswoman did here, a free Britney Griner rally a, a few months ago. And Trevor Reed was there and he spoke. He wanted to be there to support Britney. He wanted to kind of tell his story just a little bit. But his point was this. It was hard for me. And he talked about what he endured. He said, but it's going to be more difficult for her because she's a woman, she's black and she's lesbian. And none of those things jive in Russia. So he said it. He said, you've got to bring her home. And, you know, they've been working to do that in Paul Whalen. But un- undoubtedly, it's different for her because she's Black and a woman.
2: And the, and the thing, if I can jump in, the point yeah. to realize is anti-Blackness exists all over the world. We talk about it in America, but it's even in other cultures, in other countries, other communities. And I think we're seeing some of that at play here in terms of the level of sentence compared to the amount that is in dispute that she had um, in her possession. And so I think we're still seeing some of that uh, at play here.
0: Absolutely. I uh, want to continue the discussion, but we've got to take a quick break and we'll be right back on The Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack on Foxhole. i back to The Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I'm Tammy Mack. Hi, everyone. The Business of Being Black today is Brittany Griner coming home. Should she be home? I think all of my panelists agree that she should be home. Am I correct in saying that?
4: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: I'm not exactly sure where the disagreement could lie in today's show because uh, every American should want her home. But there are some Americans that are saying, hey, listen, she she knew what she was doing. She knew, you know, that this was possible. She shouldn't have done what she did. Are people who say that, are they wrong for saying that, Jeffrey?
3: Well, you know, I mean, you know, it's hard for me to really look at that. Uh, you know, especially when we're talking about something overseas in Russia, when we have archaic, draconian, and really uh, over-the-top uh, laws in place here. I think about Plaxico birds when he was in New York and went to the club and shot himself, right? You know, and he ended up going to jail for something that he did not, you know, try to do. But he was in a state whereby he, um, he ended up carrying a weapon and he wasn't supposed to uh, in that particular way. Uh, and so he ended up getting convicted according to those laws, and so I, I, I really try to not go in the direction of what people try to say is she should have known. Maybe she didn't know. I know, Tammy, you said earlier that she's been playing over in Russia, has been over in Russia. She should have already known, but maybe she didn't. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm call me a conspiracy theorist, but, you know, I don't, I don't uh, think that she may not have had it planted on her and forced to make that confession. I know that that's been done before. There were four Uh, you know, agents that were forced to sign, you know, confessions of espionage years ago, and they were convicted and held in Russia. And there was a Russian swap uh, within the United States uh, for 10 Russians, you know, in exchange for those individuals that they gave forced confessions. So I really don't believe that Russia is innocent here by any stretch of the imagination. And although, again, she accepted responsibility publicly, I really do believe that there may have been some
1: coercion involved. I mean, how how often... Oh, go, oh, ahead. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, okay. Doctor How often have we seen folks, uh, black folks, at the wrong place at the wrong time, uh, and and I think that's what happened to Brittany. Uh, you know, Brittany's an NBA player. You know, she's not a, a diplomat. Uh, she's not a politician. You know, uh, I don't think she had any idea that uh, you know her. Being there, you know, uh, and you know having these drugs, um, you know, on her uh, with her medical prescription—that it was going to lead to all this. You know, the fact that that you know we got into this this conflict with between Ukraine and Russia so quickly. I mean, there's so much in the sauce here. You know, there are so many other variables that are a part of this equation. And so, you know, yes, was Brittany in the wrong place, at the wrong time? Should she have it on her? You know, um, clearly not in Russia. Not allowed. You know, but let's not lose fact of lose track of the fact that too often, you know, there are folks that like to criminalize, you know, uh, uh, you know everything that Black folks do. Uh, they want to criminalize, you know, uh, uh, you know places that we are and items that we carry, and that's no different uh, in Russia today. And so, I think it's important to shine a light on that.
0: So let's get down to the bare bones of it. I've been talking about Brittany Griner probably uh, since shortly after February. And I mean, you know, probably right at uh, the March uh, moment when we discovered that she was being held in Russia. However, there was no other media coverage on Brittany Griner for quite some time. And America, the government, our government said absolutely nothing until most recently. And so the question becomes, has America done enough? Have they done enough or have they mishandled this, Jamar?
2: Well, I think that there's a couple pieces to that question, right? When we talk about has America done enough, I think every case is particularly different. But what we've seen particularly from the Biden administration is a forceful uh, call saying that she's unlawfully detained. A lot of that did come you know, from a particular time frame of when the sentence was handed. They've also been working around the clock to do diplomatic relations. We have some strained relationships as it relates to like right now, our situation with Ukraine and some of that is at play, unfortunately. And that impacts bringing Brittany home, I think as well. Uh, But the other piece too is making sure that in terms of the systems and how we navigate the systems, how we advocate for the systems, how are we advocating in media to bring light to these particular issues and bring light on a consistent manner and earlier in the process. But then also for folks like us in the political space, how are we navigating our members of Congress, our US senators to put pressure on the Biden administration and other departments to ensure that we're able to move forward in this in a meaningful way? And so. We won't say that we've done enough until she's home, but the uh, Biden White House is putting pressure here and we hope to get her home soon.
0: You talk about earlier in the process. So, Kim, I want to go into earlier in the process. Is there something the Biden administration could have done differently earlier in the process? So here's the thing. I don't I don't I
4: don't I don't personally find a need for the Biden administration to tell the world what they're doing if it helps them negotiate. But what they could have done earlier in the process to answer your question is make sure they communicated with her family and her wife. I think that was the thing that got people really upset because the wife had not heard from somebody in the administration high enough. She had heard from the administration, but from either the president or the vice president and and ultimately Tony Blinken. So that negotiating. So they're telling us everything that they're doing. I don't want the Biden administration to do anything that can hamper or hinder their ability to negotiate with her. They already don't have a lot of leverage because of what's happening with Ukraine. They are working on a, on a prisoner swap, but the more they talk about publicly, the more they show their hand. So that's, my, that's how I would answer that question. They could have communicated with her family sooner. I think that would have given them some comfort in knowing what was happening. And that's my, that's, that's my take.
0: Dr. Corte, I, I see you want to jump in. Go for it.
1: Yes. Yes. You know, I, I think the Biden administration, quite frankly, will slow out the gates on this. Um, and, and we have to give a hat tip to the press, particularly the black press, uh, for bringing this up during uh, White House press briefings. Big shout out to April Ryan at the Grio and Jaren Gaynor over at the Grio for uh, keeping this issue front and center. Also, we have to give a shout out to the activists and advocates right now as we sit here today. There are almost 400,000 signatures to the change.org petition uh, urging uh, the administration to do everything they can to to bring Brittany Griner home. Those are serious numbers. Uh, And so this was an administration that was slow out the gates uh, and it took them a while, it seemed like, to get organized. The fact that Brittany Griner had called the U.S. State Department over a dozen times and the person who's supposed to be manning the desk You know, wasn't manning the desk and those calls didn't get through. Guess what? That didn't inspire very much confidence uh, among people that are a part of the base uh, that helped to send Joe Biden and Kamala Harris to the White House. And so I think they read those tea leaves and they recognized that they needed to get organized and they needed to do even more. Uh, And and that's brought us to where we're at, where uh, there is a serious offer on the table. A prisoner swap doesn't come easy to the Department of Justice does not like to do prisoner swaps. And the fact that that is on the table signals that this administration got their act together and they're doing everything they can to bring her home.
3: Jeffrey? Yeah, I, I, listen, I, let's be real. You know, America, this is not mutually exclusive to the Biden-Harris administration. This is about America. America has a history of prison swaps for people they actually care about, that they clearly want to do an exchange for. And they've traditionally been for captured soldiers or people in the military. Let's, let's think about it for a second. Brittany Griner is a, a black woman over in Russia that was detained. Many believe to be wrongfully and they can't even focus on bringing her home solely. They have to include a white man in the exchange conversation. And so let's, let's, let's be real and understand that Brittany Griner uh, has not been a focal point of this administration or for America as a whole. I mean, when have black people actually gotten their, uh their voices heard or gotten advocacy without protest, without the signatures that were just aforementioned, the 400,000 signatures, without the black press being involved. It's really, really dis, you know, disingenuous for us to act like the Biden administration, the Biden Harris administration is just so concerned about Brittany Grider that they want to bring her home. They didn't bring it up uh, or care enough about it at first. They knew she was over there because they know everything. They know when Pookie is in the uh, dope house selling dope and they can do a, a drive by on them and do a jump out on them. But they don't know about Britney Griner being held captive over in Russia. I don't believe that they've done enough at all. And I think that they need to do more and do more quickly.
4: Let me say this. I know I do know that the WNBA did not want there to be a lot of conversation when they first found out that Britney was held because they thought it would hamper the chances to get her home. So I am not at all carrying the water for the Biden-Harris administration, but I do think that there is a process. And sometimes when you negotiate in public, I don't care who you are, I think it lessens your, your the strength from when you're negotiating from, especially considering, as we've all said, we don't have great diplomatic relationships there. Then there's the Ukraine issue. And I'm also not bothered that they are still trying to get Paul Whalen home, because they've been talking about that even before. Britney. But I do think that Britney should be a focus. And my hope is that now that she is, it'll happen more quickly. And that they can get the prisoner swap done in a timely manner, I have it on good authority that that's, that's, there's some things happening. We may hear something really soon about it.
0: Okay. I'm glad you didn't tell us because um, somebody's calling somebody and they're mad y'all talking about something <laughs> They're watching going, hold on, let's make sure Kim don't tell who she got it on good authority from here. Um, but I do want to ask the question. You bring up a very valid point. Does the attention that America gives Brittany Griner, does it give Russia more leverage in any type of negotiating tactics here? I think it does
4: because it's like, oh, she matters that much more, you know, because which is it? They held her because she's black or they held her because she could be a pawn. It's probably a combination. Right. But when Russia's really out about Russia, that's their bigger thing. They want something that the U.S. has. They're not happy with the U- United States support of the Ukraine war invasion, any of that stuff. And so there's a lot to unpack. But yeah. if it means we have to know less so that Britney could have a better shot at getting
0: home, tell me less. Mm, mm. Say yeah. less, huh? huh? Say huh. less. Jamar, I know you wanna get in here, <laughs> so we're gonna fall back on that question when we return to the business of being black with Tammy Mac on Fox Soul. I do wanna talk about uh, the Britney Griner's attention she gets and how that affects. These negotiations. So we'll be back and let the other panelists weigh in on that on the business of being black with Tammy Mac on Fox Soul. Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mac. I'm Tammy Mack. and the business of being black is what are we gonna eat? Yes, that is always my husband's question. Like, what are we eating today? What are we eating today? Ha ha. Well, guess what I found. America's number one meal kit, Hello Fresh, is here to make home cooking easy, fun and affordable. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. And look, there's something for everyone, I promise you that, ranging from family friendly to fit and wholesome and even veggie. HelloFresh has tasty and nutritious meals that are sure to please everyone, okay? HelloFresh offers these step-by-step recipes that feature a range of delicious flavors, cuisines, and ingredients, so you will never get bored. I'm a cook. I can attest to that. You can try something new every week. The recipes are easy to follow and mm, so quick to make. So you can skip the grocery store and spend more time soaking up the last few weeks under the sun, I love Hello Fresh. It takes the guesswork out of what are we eating today for me, and the meals are so good. I ate the sheet pan Monterey Jack unfried chicken. Yes, yesterday. Just yesterday. Unfried chicken tastes like fried chicken. It was so good, y'all. My goodness. The meals are low in calories and they are tasty. Hello Fresh is the best thing for my family, nobody, and I mean nobody in the family says, let's go to the fast food restaurant. No, 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 no. They say, "Ma, you're cooking those HelloFresh today. So go to HelloFresh.com slash TammyMax16 and use code TammyMax16 for 16 free meals. Yeah, across seven boxes and three free gifts. You got it. Once again, that's hellofresh.com slash TammyMac16. And don't forget to use the code TammyMac16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. Delicious, healthy, portioned meals has been my business. Make it yours too. We'll be back to the business of being black with Tammy Mac on Fox Soul. Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I am Tammy Mack. Hi there. The Business of Being Black today is Brittany Griner coming home. Please welcome the host and executive producer of Chalk Talk, Kim Davis. That's a tongue hey twister, I know it
4: is. Twist, talk, talk. <laughs> but you did good. Thank
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> Educator and the KVLA Talk 1580 Chief National Political Analyst, Dr. Nicole Corte. Hi, Dr. Corte.
1: Hi, Tammy Mack.
0: Political strategist and the executive director of the Texas Democratic Party, Jamar Brown, is with us. Hey, and Tammy the Mack. mayor pro tem for city of Missouri City, Texas, Jeffrey L. Boney. Hi, Jeffrey. Hey, Tammy Mac. Jamar, let's get to you. Does the attention that America uh, gives Brittany Griner, and by the attention, I mean, I'm talking uh, the intention Uh, The attention with good intention, the rallies, the cries, the media, the attention that we are now giving her. Will it it, it, will it give Russia more leverage? Well, I
2: think that one of the pieces because of our diplomatic situation with Russia, that they will use anything um, in this particular case to try to wield power as they're trying to be a superpower in the world. But the second piece I think that's important around the attention and the rallies, it's important to recognize that we're standing for our own sister and standing for our own community. But the other part, too, is also as we're doing these diplomatic negotiations and swaps is also making sure that she's safe even while she's detained right now. And so ma- navigating what the Biden administration is sharing with the public, even with her family, but also while they're doing the work to make sure that we they bring her home. We need her to be safe while she's there right now, too. So it's a safety issue on both ends. And I think that's important to recognize.
0: Great point. On November 7th in 2017, three men's basketball players from UCLA were detained in China for shoplifting. Uh, Cody Riley, Leangelo Ball and Jalen Hill were released exactly one week later on November 14th, 2017. They thanked Donald Trump, former president, for helping them with their release. Uh, as we continue to talk about how if Brittany Griner were white, if Brittany Griner were a, a, woman, a, a white woman, if Brittany Griner were straight, if Brittany Griner were LeBron James, we, we're talking about three um, uh, uh, black men who were released within a week by, uh, with the help of President Donald Trump. So where do we stand here? How does this situation differ from what we're dealing with now, uh, Dr. Corte?
1: Well, our diplomatic relationship with Russia is very different from our diplomatic relationship with China. Uh, this is a different president. Uh, uh, Russia is engaged in a military conflict with uh, an ally of ours, Ukraine, and so geopolitically, uh, it's 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 uh, more of apples and oranges here. Uh, but it's important to point out that the contrast, though, uh, is such where you know you see the difference between how autocracies. Uh, operate and how democracies operate. And the fact that we are able to exercise our voices, to lift our voices and to say, you know, bring our sister home um, and we don't have to, to fear, you know, any you know, law enforcement knocking on our doors, uh, uh, that is uh, a testament uh, to a democracy that is worth protecting. And so, you know, uh, whether we're talking about a, a Republican president or a Democratic president, uh, democracy worked. Uh, here and and hopefully it will work again and bring Brittany Griner home because the public sentiment will allow nothing less.
0: Excellent. Jamar?
1: Well, I
2: agree with all those points. I think that we're just in a different situation uh, in terms of how we navigate relationships with that particular country, um, uh, how different administrations function and operate um, in terms of the diplomatic negotiations. And so I think that's a little bit of the difference in, you know, what you saw there.
0: Right, right. Uh, So Kim, what's your thought on that? I I agree with everything
4: that um, that's been said. I mean, the countries are very different. I mean, do I think that men get are more protected? Yeah, absolutely I do. But I also think that Russia and China in terms of our relationships are very, very different. You know, they were detained for shoplifting but they didn't go to trial. I mean, it it, it just was a, a very different set of circumstances. And I, I think we have to, it's fair to think about that. It didn't get to the point of being thrown into a prison and a court date set months and months later they, they were able to get something resolved pretty quickly. And I don't know what happened in those first days of her being there in terms of conversations with the U.S. I mean, I know that, you know, there talks about there was a phone call made. that wasn't received. You know, I don't know what was happening behind the scenes. But I, I think it is apples and oranges when you look at what happened with the three young men from UCLA and Brittany. And unfortunately, this, this being played out on a very public role stage, Brittany has been held for far too long.
0: Right. Far too long. Dr. Corte, you agree with that?
1: Absolutely. I agree with that. And and I think that uh, we cannot let up on this. Uh, part of the reason why the administration has responded a bit more aggressively is because of the public sentiment, you know, because we've seen, you know, the black press and we've seen activists and advocates out front, um, you know, saying, bring her home. I mean, when's the last time we saw almost 400,000 Uh, change.org signatures to bring, you know, a Black queer woman back home to the United States, our fellow American, right? And so this is also a demonstration of progress uh, in terms of, you know, our community, which sometimes, you know, sort of, you know, gets a bad rap for being homophobic. Uh, You know, I've seen plenty of Black LGBTQ people and allies sort of step out and lift their voice and say that is our sister, and that is a a, a big deal, and I think it's going to make a, all the difference in terms of bringing her home safe and sound
0: Now Trump I, has I, I go, wanted, go I ahead I Jeffrey, to
1: chime in and just say you know I, while I agree that,
3: that both Russia and China are separate com- countries, we've had strained relationships with China as well, and it's telling that Donald Trump, former president Trump, and I even hate to even admit this seemingly did something more than the current president as it relates to hostage or uh, uh, not hostage negotiations, but situations where he got engaged and involved on a criminal act that was uh, done on a foreign country. And he was able to, uh, according to their own admission, influence the situation and help not only the charges get dropped, but them to come home. Uh, I don't know what happened behind the scenes as it relates to Brittany Griner. I've heard a lot of different reports uh, about uh, the slow, slowness of response, but I think that this particular administration could have done a whole lot more in the early stages to try to get more engaged and involved and to see if they could do something in advance. You know, I do understand that the the Ukraine uh, strained relationships and the war that's going on right now between uh, Russia and Ukraine has played a factor in this, but I don't know that she's being used as a pawn as much as, We're not using the same type of advocacy that we've used in many other instances to try to assist, to bring other people home or to address situations. He may have cut a deal with China, to try to get some uh, business deals done or some other things. But I think it's important to note that he was able to get that situation resolved within a week. And now this young lady has been not only gone to trial, she's been sentenced to nine
0: years in a Russian prison. Donald Trump did say she shouldn't have done what she did. She deserves to be there. Uh, Dr. Corte, do you think if Donald Trump were president, she'd be free by now, though?
1: I think if Donald Trump was president, we would have completely forgotten about Brittany Griner. I don't think we would have seen nearly the kind of Uh, aggressive posture that this administration has taken. Listen, I will concede that this administration was slow to move on this, at least publicly. It was disappointing to hear that behind the scenes that uh, the wife of Brittany Griner didn't seem to have sufficient outreach and that the State Department, you know, seemed to be asleep at the switch in terms of receiving those phone calls. But this administration- But Donald
0: Trump got three Black men out
1: Two two different geopolitical situations, the situation in China versus our diplomatic relationship and lack thereof in Russia. Jeffrey brings up a good
0: point, though, when he says we have we we definitely have some some issues with China as well
1: not an apples to apples comparison yeah. you know our you know we we do so much business with china americans are one of the largest consumers of chinese goods you know it isn't it is not an apples to apples comparison in terms of our relationship with china versus russia you know and you add to this the the conflict in ukraine and the role that the biden administration has played and is playing and supporting that ally and in inviting them to, to be a part of nato there is so much more in the sauce geopolitically uh, with with regard to Russia than China, and so it's not a fair comparison.
0: Damar, go no, ahead,
1: I Jeffrey. In follow up, you know, I know it's very difficult
3: for any of us, including myself, to give credit to Donald J. Trump for anything that he did, particularly in a positive sense. But let's just be honest: he did something that this current president did not do or could not do in this mm-hmm. particular. I could not
1: disagree with you more. I disagree.
3: could not disagree with you more. You of, think about the I could, relationship. I, could, uh, I didn't interrupt anybody else. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to I'm get sorry. my point out to say Go that ahead, Jeffrey. all I'm saying to you is that although there are two different countries and there are two different situations, we have to look at what was accomplished, what was done, what was handled. These three young men were uh, you know, charged with shoplifting over in a foreign country china uh regardless of our, our relationship with them that was a crime that they were alleged to have committed they reached And out I have to
0: and I have to admit they were black men that right, means but, something in the context of what we're talking about now kim
4: it does mean something and let's go back to if we're, we're going to talk about Donald Trump his relationship with the president of china is very different you know in terms of how he has you know, Aha, his relationship
0: you, with the president of Russia is very different also.
4: It is very different also. But I don't think he would have done anything for Brittany Griner. You heard him. He said she, should, she, she was wrong. I don't think he would have stood up for her. And so I, I think you start kind of, it's tough to conflate all of those things into one thing, into one box, right? Is the drug charge more mean more in Russia than shoplifting in China? I don't know enough about the laws overseas to answer that question. But I do think the relationships, they're not just different countries. The relationships are different. Mm-hmm. Strained, concerned, absolutely, but definitely different.
3: So are we going to say, are we going to say then that uh, Joe Biden doesn't have a good relationship with any of the foreign leaders overseas? That he's unable to do things yeah. like the former president was able to do because of no. his relationships? And his? No. No. all I'm simply no. saying, though, all I'm simply saying, everyone, is that we have to, 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 to acknowledge what was done these three african-american men and i i, I keep hearing everybody say it, if he was president he would not give a damn about Brittany griner in the same way he cared about these three young black boys what made these three african-american young boys different than Brittany griner why doesn't he care or why wouldn't he care about her as much as he cared about those three young black boys
0: and 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 really, in the context of of what black people most black people think about donald trump you we wouldn't have expected him to get the three black boys out of china absolutely.
2: But the thing that I'll add here and that quickly is, you know. Hold I think- that
0: thought, Jamar. I know. Hold it. Write it down. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back on Business of Being Black with Tammy Mac. Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mac. I am Tammy Mac. And we are talking about Brittany Griner coming home. That is the business of being black today. Jamar, uh, as we left before we left for break, I come back to remind people what we were talking about. And that was former President Trump releasing three UCLA or getting released three UCLA UCLA ballplayers from China and the question on deck is would if he were president would he have gotten Brittany Griner out within a week and the thought process behind that is you you got to kind of think about it Trump plays his opponent and he loves to play his opponent so perhaps the reason why he's saying Brittany should stay there is because he knows Joe Biden is trying to get her out were he president perhaps his powerful move would be to say I got Brittany Griner the black Lesbian woman out, and so now you black and lesbians have to vote for me.
2: Well, Mm. let's break this. Let's break this down in a couple ways. Uh, Going back to the relationships conversation, it it matters when you're catering to a particular president and trying to navigate your political power. That may or may not work in a particular case, and so I think that's one part of it. I think the second part of it is we've seen that in terms of Trump's relationships, how he has navigated black men and how he has navigated Black women, especially if we can name some of the cases even here in America. So I think that that's a huge piece and a huge component also to it, especially to a constituency that doesn't have a high uh, voting number for him uh, in, in two elections that he ran in. And so I think that those are some of the dynamics that we have to start looking at is, what is Trump's relationship to those particular individuals? And then the third thing that I think we should be looking at is, we're talking about detainment and then a detainment and a conviction. And those are two different steps in the process where if someone injected themselves, there could be a different result based on... Ah, oh, but if Trump would have got her out in a week,
0: tomorrow. we wouldn't have even it seen... It wouldn't have happened. <laughs> it
1: wouldn't, yeah, I agree. It wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened.
3: I think it would have happened. I, 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 don't... I, I don't think we can say that because, I mean, you know, hindsight 2020, I mean, if he was able to do it for the three young African-Americans, who's to say... And if but, he was in the office that he wouldn't have been able to do it for Britney. Well, what Crane. they're I saying
0: know, that, though, Jeffrey, is that the circumstances are significantly different. We're in the middle of a war with Ukraine or we've, we've got our nose in the business of the war with Ukraine and Russia. And, uh, and, and they're just different circumstances here.
2: It's a false to comparison. Add to, also the thing to add, when you talk about the relationship, we know that Donald Trump through his campaign, through his presidency was spending time sucking up to president Putin during that time. And so- So then perhaps Brittany
0: Griner, since we're on this if thing, perhaps right. Brittany Griner never would have been detained if Trump were president. I, I no, mean, I, I don't think that I, I, don't, I don't, don't see what that.
1: evidence there would be <laughs> there would be to suggest that. You know, I, I, I think- you Well, know, Jamar if, just said
0: the relationship. So the relationship is the evidence. If but Trump that, but if the Trump relationship- Trump. Would, Go ahead. Go, go ahead, okay. Jamar.
2: The relationship I'm talking about and the question you asked earlier was- Russia using things as leverage, using Trump and as a control and as leverage doesn't mean that it would move faster. It means more leverage over Trump, which he wanted to give Russia leverage because he wanted to maintain a relationship with Russia and that president. So that doesn't mean that he, she wouldn't have been detained. That doesn't mean she wouldn't have been out in a week in particular cases, because some of that leverage from Vladimir Putin's perspective could have been
3: controlled where that would be leverage for Trump to give something that which, could
1: which be why, dangerous which
3: is to the country. Which is why I say that, assuming that he was in office, that there's no way that you could say that he wouldn't have been able to use his influence regardless of what he gave up, regardless of the influence that would have been uh, you know, given uh, over him because of this decision, that there's a strong possibility because of his relationship with Vladimir Putin that she, he could have actually made this happen and would have been a big feather in his cap amongst african americans but amongst the lgbt community i will,
1: so I, will I, think- concede, I, I will concede that if trump were president would Brittany griner be used as a political pawn absolutely by the russians but also by uh donald trump uh, you know and you know uh you know whether or not he would be able to to get her out or not i i think it's Highly unlikely. I don't think there's any evidence to suggest that he would see an upside politically uh, in terms of rescuing a black queer woman from Russia. Uh, uh, but it's important to note that if Donald Trump was president right now, he'd uh, have he'd be he'd be so occupied, uh, you know, trying to uh, to keep from uh, uh, being uh, convicted of something that I'm not sure if he would have the time. Uh, to be able to focus <laughs> on this at all. <laughs> oh, so okay. I see. Game. Okay,
0: you you throw a shot the, yes, the Cortez. Hey, I got you. Okay. So oh, let's it's have. It's I, I want to do a quick uh, lightning oh, round yeah. here. I'm going to do a lightning round. Can we get one? <laughs> I would love to have a lightning round with you people. So let's 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 do a quick lightning round. Here we go. So, uh, has this administration done enough? to bring Brittany Griner home from beginning to end to right now. Has this administration done enough? Yes or no? And why? Give me 35 good seconds. Uh, Jamar.
2: Well, I think we've mentioned uh, throughout the segment around uh, the president and the administration being involved much earlier in the process and intervening much earlier in the process. But where we are right now is we've done a lot around the diplomatic negotiations, offering the SWAT, which is hard to get through the Justice Department um, as well. And so the ultimate answer to the question is you've done enough once she's gotten home, but the Biden administration is working around the clock to get her home. And that's our hope here.
4: Kim. So the answer is no, because she's not home yet. And I think that's what it all boils down to. Are they doing more? Are they moving a little more expediently? It looks like it. And, but they could have gotten in the game earlier and definitely could have communicated with her family earlier. So those are the things I would have liked to have seen happen differently that I needed, that we could have known about. And hopefully that would have also meant that they were negotiating behind the scenes. So no, they haven't. And that's why.
0: Mm, Jeffrey, what you say? I, I say absolutely not. Uh,
3: when you think about what's been put on the table as to what Russia states or al- allegedly Russia states they want or who they want to be released and what America is saying that uh, you know they want in exchange uh, as far as prison swaps is concerned, uh, that hadn't happened yet. So clearly, once again, uh, some negotiation skills are not at play. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. All I know is what I see with my uh, not lying eyes. So America has a history of prison swaps for people they care about. Uh, She's not a a soldier, she's not a Marine, she's not a a military captive. uh, And to me, she's not uh, deemed valuable to America's best interest at this time. So I believe the administration, uh, the lawmakers, other special interest groups would be adamant about this uh, situation if it was a white
0: woman. Mm, Dr. Cortez. Thanks to the Black
1: press, thanks to the LGBTQ press. The administration has done more. Uh, it will not be enough until she is home safe and sound. Uh, but you know, the fact that this administration uh, has been able to uh, hear the public sentiment and to uh, be willing to do more. Uh, we're talking about a prisoner swap of some, some pretty serious bad guys. Um, uh, it, 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 uh, it gives me confidence uh, that we're moving in the right direction. And, and I am so hopeful that we bring Brittany Griner home.
0: All right. So I want to know, uh, real quick here, I'll, I'll save this. Dr. Corte, let's, let's stick with you here. Um, what can you tell us about a more perfect union?
1: Well, I can say that every single one of us on this panel are doing our part to build a more perfect union. Uh, That is uh, the program that I moderate uh, on KBLA Talk 1580 every single Sunday from 10 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific. We talk with change makers and lawmakers and newsmakers, uh, the folks that are in the arena doing the heavy lifting uh, to build a more perfect union. We like to center a Black perspective uh, in this work. And I encourage you all to tune in every Sunday, 10 to 12 Pacific.
0: Jamar, please tell us about the Texas Democratic Party. And uh, do you have plans on turning that state blue?
1: <laughs> well, we have
2: plans on turning the state blue. Good luck but with the, that. but, the, Boy, but I'll the, tell but the, you, between the, Texas and
0: Florida, we would just like <laughs> to separate From the United States with those two states.
2: Be careful what you ask for. (laughs) Right? But, but, uh, you know, it's important, right? Because this isn't just about electing people. This is about governing power. We've seen what has happened in Texas around voter suppression. We've seen uh, lack of access to health care. The... uh, increasing our public education in texas and so that's what's on the ballot this year Uh, and so we are working in all 254 counties our statewide candidates have been all over the state and turning out crowds better work is turning out crowds we are closing the polls not only in the governor's race but also the lieutenant governor's race the attorney general's race where we have an indicted attorney general imagine (laughs) an indicted person prosecuting other people <laughs> and, so, and, and so that is, you know, well, what President really, Trump is running organizing.
0: again. Former President Trump is running in 2024. I'd imagine he'd be indicted by then, too.
2: <laughs> well, 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 we'll see. The FBI has been making some
0: moves. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> OK, OK. So your governor's race is looking good over there for you?
2: It's looking good. We have our coordinated campaigns. We have our voter registration. Um, Over 400,000 people have registered new registered voters this year in Texas, which now gets us over 17 million registered voters in the state. Um, So we're making headways and we're going to continue pushing forward not only in this election, but in every election.
0: All right. Well, we'll see if he can win this time. Jeffrey, um, talk about Houston Forward Times and your book. Don't argue with me.
3: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm excited. Uh, I need to get
0: my husband to read that book. Don't argue with me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Let let me tell you, uh, you know, I not only serve as a politician, uh, but I'm a politician with a pen. I'm a journalist. I'm the editor of the historic Forward Times newspaper here in Houston, Texas, celebrating over 62 years, uh, never missing a week of print. I also write, write for Black Press USA and the National Newspaper Publishers Association, which is all of the black original black press. Uh, in the newspapers across the United States. So I truly concur with uh, Mr. Cortez as far as the influence of the Black press of America on the issue regarding Brittany Griner and many more things. Uh, Don't Argue With Me is a book that you can get JeffreyLBoney.com. Again, that's JeffreyLBoney.com. It's a no-nonsense approach to the issues that we are uh, in the Black community are experiencing, including some of the things that we've talked about. And I'm um, looking forward to
4: uh, having people uh, read the book and all uh, oh, that I'm,
0: thought. I want to get Kim in here, Kim chalk talk and Kimmy treats.
4: So chalk talk is a weekly show I've been doing about nine years. It's a sports show. And I talk about how sports is more than a game. I have these kind of conversations and other conversations that relate to sports and people involved in sports. You may not see someplace else every Tuesday at 11 AM central time. And Kimmy treats is a, is a company I have where I sell vegan popcorn and I make a hand whipped organic body butter. The vegan popcorn is pretty amazing. It's made with coconut oil. Tammy, I'll have to send you some.
0: Please do. Popcorn is my favorite <laughs> snack, but I thought popcorn was already vegan. So mind blown right Mind blown. Thank you yep. all for being on the business of being black with Tammy Mac on Fox Soul. <laughs>